Hello, and welcome to Tim and Tom at the Movies, the only podcast about movies. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're cinemaphiles. We're Hollywood insiders. We're a couple of ragtag movie producers just trying to get our films made. <laughs> That's us. Uh, Tim, and this is also uh, presumably... Uh, the boys are back in town is playing at such Ooh. a high volume you can barely hear us right now <laughs> yes uh, we can be- get the rights Tom. because this is your your triumphant return to podcasting yeah i would prefer it to be let's hear it for the boy playing okay well the hey maybe it just switched over to that <laughs> um is it let's hear it for the boy or let's hear it for the boys i think just the boy i mean tom because you said the boys are back in town. You've been in this town the whole time. You've yeah, been holding that's down. True. You've been you've been I mean, tending you've... bar at the town. You've been the mayor of the town. Yeah. Well, I left. I was the, the prodigal son. Right. I left. I uh, came back. I think with a coat of many colors. Is that how that story goes? <laughs> I, no, I think you're thinking of a different, uh, right. different story. Different. I came back, and the dad was like, "Ah, I'm glad you came back because I like you better than everybody else." Right? That's the prodigal son. Yeah. What makes a prodigal? Uh, it's prodigious. Yeah, he's very good at piano as a young man. Yeah. <laughs> that was him. Wailing away on those ivories. Tim, you haven't lost a step. <laughs> I'm very sleep deprived, Tom. Uh how is how is being a, a daddy? Uh it was a big joke. We didn't have a baby. Oh, it was a big joke. I, well, we did it to get attention. <laughs> well, I think that's why most people have babies. Yeah. Well, we just pretended that we were gonna have oh, a baby. Okay. So you get all... we're in we are in too deep, my friend. People were sending us all this equipment to raise a baby with. Yeah. What do you mean they were sending you equipment to raise a baby with? Uh, you know, a registry. Okay. You know that doesn't sound like something somebody who knows how to raise a baby would say. <laughs> sending us equipment <laughs> to raise a baby. Tom Fatherhood is is treating me well. Uh Look at look at me, Tom. I'm glowing. <laughs> you are. You were. I mean, I was gonna say, yeah, you're wearing like a cardigan sweater, like an old man. But you always wear that cardigan yeah, sweater. Yeah, yeah. No, I look. I look exactly. I the was. Same. I was hoping you had shaved your beard into a mustache. Hmm. Maybe my chin is so weak. I think you'd make yeah. fun of me. Uh, maybe you can uh grow it into like a Van Dyke beard. Hmm. That's like a weird. I'm not going to be a weird dad, Tom. <laughs> well, give it time. <laughs> I guess you don't get to choose if you're a weird dad or not. Uh, does your boy grab your beard? He does. No. What he more often does is he'll mm. grab my chest hair. Oh, well, it, it presumably that's because you insist on skin to skin contact. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you've been shirtless for the last month. In the hospital, they like told me, like, hey, if you want to bond with your son, you should be shirtless all the time and do skin to skin for a few months. And I was like, all right, enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're checking. I grabbed him. I was like, we're checking out. We're not coming back. I thought you were going to say when uh, when you said when I asked if he grabs your beard uh, that you were going to say, no, but he, uh, he has a very annoying uh, habit of uh, doing ball taps. You know that? That's what bros do. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they lightly kind of hit your testicles enough that it hurts. Enough, that, yeah. Enough that it's you know assault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, uh, I'm learning a lot of the things that happened in our high school uh, oh, locker Jesus room. Jesus Christ! Don't bring no, up our high what, school. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Out of practice. I don't know what not to say anymore. I'm not even drunk. I can't drink anymore because I have to be awake all the time because uh, yeah. there's a there's a baby here. It's great. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think sleep deprivation is making my <laughs> brain said, just as you as said gr- that like the baby would overhear you. Like eh, it's great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to complain. Like uh, I shouldn't have this baby because I want to get hammered. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't need to get hammered, Tom. I'm high on life. Yeah, and like pretty soon the baby will be sleeping through the night. You'll be able to get hammered again. Yeah, need to. <laughs> so we're talking about a movie 
Yeah, I'm today. I'm only back for this one because I want to talk about this movie. Then I'm gonna go go back on the lamb. <laughs> well, the, on the lamb isn't the way you described. <laughs> Again, Tim, hey, you got to get your story straight when you come back on here. Can I say something, Tom? Yes. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for keeping the Patreon, I'll, I'll give a similar speech on the main feed episode. So I won't speak to 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 those episodes or Christine or anything. Uh huh. But you kept the Patreon going mm-hmm. admirably. Um, special thank you to Laura, who uh, uh, she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, did she you did make her because do that? Ginger wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, she did such a great job with those and. I had to say, when I saw and heard the first episode of Theories, mm-hmm. I saw that you like made special artwork for it. I saw mm-hmm. that like it had a cool theme song, and like, and I was like, okay, well, he put in some time. He must be bored. <laughs> and then, uh, then it was like a, a well-produced, interesting show, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like you were talking about things, and and Laura was interested in the same things, and you were having a productive conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Like people are gonna realize, like I'm just I'm just derailing everything here, <laughs> and I got legitimately like, uh oh, Tom and Laura are just gonna start their own thing. But then the next week, uh, you You're... flew too close to the sun, Tom, and you were like, I know what people liked about that. It wasn't Laura and me and Laura having a good conversation. It was a. Uh, Really getting into the weeds on a really boring subject. Well, getting getting into the weeds on a subject that's not only boring, but that I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I got nothing to worry about. But yeah. then you righted the ship last week, and I was like, okay, shit, I got to get back there. Yeah. So uh, so I'm back. Well, people people gave uh, very good advice in, in the comments, which was basically, Tom, shut the fuck up for once. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Let somebody else talk a little bit. Well, you see, that's what I'm generally there for in those kind of episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Laura would have gotten there. Um, she was being too. Yeah, polite. I mean, she's there in real life. Yeah, exactly. Actually, she doesn't really tell me to shut up. She's just like very good at completely ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine she's good at like cutting you down to size and like you get the hint without her being rude and like it makes you feel bad about yourself maybe a little bit yeah exactly so i just walk around feeling bad but you know can't can't uh like put my finger on something to blame her about so then it's just my problem yeah that's healthy tom Mm -hmm. let's take a trip to chicago illinois hmm or the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and uh, immerse ourselves in the world of home sweet home alone. A Disney now Plus streaming original. On Disney Plus. Tom, I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. These days, I'm a real Disney Plus head. Yeah, well, you got a child now. Yeah, I've been watching Home Sweet Home Alone. I watch eight hours of the Beatles uh, smoking mm. cigarettes and having conversations. <laughs> Tim, you shouldn't smoke around the baby, but I guess no, you no, know. no. The Beatles were having oh, were smoking I see. cigarettes. They, I get it. Did you watch any of Get Back? No, I keep meaning to. I wish the the parts were shorter because, like, even just the first part, like two and a half hours, I feel like all right, I gotta like clear time and like sit. And I'm not a huge Beatles fan at all. Yeah, but like, you're not going to like it. <laughs> well, but it sounds like I've seen a lot of people whose opinions I respect uh, mm. talking about how good it is, uh, especially as like a creative documentary that it it does a much better job capturing the creative process than uh, especially musical uh documentaries do where you know the band's concerned with looking cool and being like yeah that song just kind of appeared man yeah yeah it's it's like uh i loved it and Mm -hmm. uh, i'm a big beatles fan and uh it uh it's a slog but it's just kind of like it feels like a slog because it was a slog and i think that's like what everything is it's just, it's like life man it's yeah, a man. slog with like a uh, little bits of inspiration sprinkled throughout yeah and and uh 
lads from Liverpool getting upset at each other. Yeah, but like real British and passive aggressively. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the other if thing. If you didn't I kind have of the subtitles like, on, you wouldn't know that they were fighting. <laughs> I kind of feel like they probably fight in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Like, makes me uncomfortable to watch it. I don't know. Sometimes I wasn't even tracking that they were fighting. <laughs> and then I'd read a review of it, and they were like, man, when George said, just tell me what to play, and I'll play it, uh, you could tell. And it was like, it sounded like that was he was just making a helpful suggestion to Paul. Yeah, right. I thought you were going to say, uh, then I read a review and learned that uh, shortly after this documentary, the Beatles broke up. Uh Tom, I knew that. Um, <laughs> oh, well, tr- true to your word, you are, in fact, a big Beatles head. Yeah, exactly. I saw Apollo 13, and uh, they mention that the Beatles <laughs> broke up in that movie. Do they? What a weird <laughs> thing to remember. <laughs> yeah, that that, that head is just full of fucking junk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you do, Tom. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Disney Plus. Uh, hey, hey, what a series! What a service! Tom, I'm a I'm a real Home Alone head. Do you think you're? A, do you consider yourself a Home Alone head? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like that was probably the first movie that I'd seen in movie theaters multiple times. Yeah, you know what? I feel like you're Back to the Future. You're a Back to the Future head. Yeah, I'm a Home Alone head. And right. that's that's the disconnect between us. <laughs> I mean, as a ki- I feel like when when because we're like the the we were the exact right age when that movie came out. Yeah, and I I feel like if you were the same age, you couldn't not be a Home Alone. That was just like the biggest thing. Um. So they're. They made sequels. The second, the first sequel is pretty good. Lost mm-hmm. in New York. We did a whole complete guide episode yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Don't make me. Don't make me recount my oh, theory on. about Home Tim, Alone Two. Tim's, Tim's a busy dad now. He can't spend his time recapping episodes in their entirety. Um, in preparation for this episode, I tried to watch Home Alone Three. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not good, Tom. That was so. There were. Two direct to video home alones, or were there three? There were I think aside a from direct to video, and then there was like one that was like made for like broadcast television. Okay, I don't know. This one, Home Alone 3, which came yeah. out I think in like 1996 or something, right? It's like a freaking Steven Seagal movie, it's like low production values, and it's like three, like, 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 uh international criminals trying to steal back a microchip it's, yeah it's and the kid uh he's not even home alone he's he's homesick from school and his mom has to go to work yeah he like has the so chicken like, pox right yeah anyway there uh home sweet home alone is in fact the sixth home alone movie mm. there is home alone three home alone four taking back the house that's the one with uh with kevin but being played by a different actor is that the one where it's a smart house with a lot of technology in it um i'm not sure i think well and this is also the one where french stewart played marv and uh and kevin's parents were separated and now he lived with his mom uh, yeah, you can't do that. And then he decides to go spend Christmas with his dad and his rich girlfriend, Natalie, but finds himself having to deal with his old nemesis, Marv, his new wife slash sidekick, Vera, and an unlikely servant of Natalie working as their inside person. So they they recast Marv, but they didn't bring, uh, uh, what's his name back? Harry. Harry, yeah. I was going to say Harvey, but that was wrong. I mean, I guess weird thing. The most realistic thing about that plot is that like Harry eventually would have like thrown Marv to the curb and been like, (laughs) I'm going to get out of the crime business with you. Or he probably would more likely would have murdered him because he likes murdering people. He wanted to murder a child. Yeah. He threatened it repeatedly. Uh, And then uh, 
And so that was uh, Home Alone 3 was in 97. So that was so Home Alone 90, Home Alone 2, 92 came out two years later. Very quick turnaround on that mm-hmm. uh, home and home. That first Home Alone was in theaters for like six months. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I think I saw that movie like 11 times in the theater. <laughs> uh, home Alone 3, five years later, 1997, Home Alone 4, taking back the house five years later in 2002. And then they put it on ice for a decade, but it came back with Home Alone, the Holiday Heist in 2012. Mm. And now that is the one I think you're thinking of, which was an ABC family Hmm. uh, uh, movie during their countdown to the 25 days of Christmas on. Oh, my God. Which I was like, what does that mean? So it was on November 25th. So it wasn't yet the 25 days of Christmas. It was the countdown countdown to the countdown. Yes. Christmas. Uh, and that, uh, the story centers on the Baxter family's relocation from California to Maine. Um, I don't know why, uh, where Finn becomes convinced that his new house is haunted when his parents become stranded across town (laughs) again, uh, Finn sets traps to, uh, catch his new home's ghost, but instead proves troublesome for a group of three thieves. Hmm. One of those thieves is uh, accomplished actor Malcolm McDowell. Yikes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Debbie Mazur and Eddie What is Steeples. Debbie Mazur's deal? I don't know what Debbie Mazur's <laughs> deal is. It's a good question, though. I, I feel th- like everybody's like, ooh, Debbie Mazur. But like, but what, what is she? You feel like everybody's like, ooh, Debbie Mazur. Yeah, everybody like reveres Debbie Mazur. What what has she been in? Uh, most recently, she was in the TV Land series Younger. Huh. Which I mean, I don't which... I don't dislike her. I just I don't understand what her deal is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you are uh, you're completely wrong though in saying that everybody's saying <laughs> everybody's got Mazur fever. Uh, she dated uh, uh, Paul Rubens for several years, beginning in really? 1993. Yeah, huh. Rubens has since credited Mazur with ending his depression, uh, wow. resulting in his 1991 uh, arrest. So, well, uh, resulting from his 1991. Yes, yes, resulting from. Yeah. He wasn't like euphoric and was like, <laughs> "Now I'm going to head to the theater." <laughs> well, <laughs> and now to celebrate. Jerking off in a theater. <laughs> so <laughs> something a depressed man would never do. <laughs> it, it, it proves that I'm cured. Uh, but yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone uh, was announced. Uh, I remember this. It was announced right after Disney acquired Fox that it was like, yeah. we're acquiring Fox to make a new Home Alone movie was basically how they they seemed to uh, present it at the time. Hey. Uh, it's smart. It's yeah, smart. Tom. It was uh, it was written by two mm-hmm. very funny people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mikey Day from SNL, Streeter Seidel from SNL, and he was uh, that college humor guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He did some uh, some videos with our boss back in the day, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. My only boss is God. <laughs> <laughs> Only God can judge me, not Amir. Um, <laughs> I mean, Amir could judge you. I, I, he has judged me. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Uh, um, but but yeah, Streeter uh, uh, worked with uh, Jake and Amir at uh, the old college humor. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, neither of these guys did any kind of promotion on their socials for Home Sweet Home Alone when it came out. Oh, really? Huh. Do we feel like maybe they were, uh, maybe the script, it wasn't exactly a script to screen uh, success there? Oh, that maybe had been rewritten? Yeah. Well, let's let's get this right off the, get this out of the way right off the top. I mean, we have a lot to talk about, but mm-hmm. overall, how do you feel about this movie? I think, in all seriousness... It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know who you're supposed to think the protagonist is. Right. Um, I think there 
are funny parts and very funny people in this mm-hmm. being very funny. Yeah. The story to me makes no sense. Um, the, they've, they've muddled the stakes. Uh, like you don't know who you're supposed to be rooting for. Right. All you're rooting for is like, please just end this small misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into that. But overall, it was actually like a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Same. Like it I le- mean, legitimately made me laugh out loud multiple times. Same. And like, also, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh man, don't sully the name Home oh, yeah. Alone. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Well, but even, even within that, I thought they did a good job of connecting it, but not making it a sequel or a reboot or like not treating Home Alone like with reverence. Basically, yeah. it was... Oh, Buzz became a cop, which you're like, oh, yeah, of course, Buzz would become a cop. That is is the funniest part of the whole movie. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, all right. And it totally makes sense. And he's the one that responds to a call. And then that's also used as an explanation uh, later for why they don't follow up on, uh, you know, the call from the mom saying, like, my kid's home alone because Buzz is like, oh, that's my brother, Kevin. He does this every year. Um, and Buzz just pretends to check on the house, right? Um, because that that's one of the challenges with any Home Alone movie is you've got to find ways to explain why the situation is not coming to a quicker remedy, <laughs> right? Why um, nobody's taking it seriously? Why the kid doesn't reach out? Why the parents? can't reach out why neighbors don't do anything why the police don't do anything so weird all right so the buzz thing i think was like a really smart way to Mm, connect it to connect it and explain all that stuff away also i like that funny in it like he's also good in it yeah he is a funny he's in like other stuff too like he's he's yeah i like that yeah he's been around um the other the other things are I also like this. The kid Max is the kid's name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's afraid to go to the police because he's afraid that his parents oh, will get in trouble, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah, when they when they had that explanation, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, of course you'd yeah. be a kid would be worried about that. Yeah, they're gonna throw my parents in jail. They left me home alone. They'll be right. back. They're just yeah. in freaking Tokyo or whatever. Um, and then uh, the other thing is like call the neighbors and they're like we don't know the neighbors we just moved in a month ago or something that part was weird because it's like uh all right it's like well no. you could still call them and they're not gonna be like we we only met you that one time no <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the thing all right what was with the McAllister home security um, sign I that be- I didn't like. I believe that I read elsewhere that the idea was that Kevin McAllister now owned a home security company, right? Which, which is you know, that's also like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Haha, I get mm-hmm. it, but you don't need to do that and buzz, do one or the right. other. And Tom, mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago, it was announced. That Macaulay Culkin would be appearing in this film. Oh, was it? And he's not in this film. You think it's just a money thing? Um, Our man Mac. Look, you got you give Mac Culkin his due in this, right? Like, yeah. If you want him to even do a scene, a cameo, mm-hmm. he should be making more money than anybody else in this film, right? Right, because they're gonna market it on him and everything. Exactly. Which is probably where the the breakdown happened. It was probably. Like, oh, well, we only need him for a day, so we're only going to pay him, you know, $10,000 or whatever. And, I mean, it sounds like he's got a lot of his money from when he was a kid still. Like, he Mm -hmm. got it back from his parents or whatever. So, I think, I I mean, he did that Google Assistant thing a few years ago. I'm sure he made more money than he ever made Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure Google was just like, we'll give you $10 million or probably not that much. But, you know, they just offered him an absurd amount of money that how could you say no to it right um whereas with this i'm sure there was like some back and forth and probably in the end he was like eh, i don't need to do it uh forget it right okay tom let me ask you this mm-hmm. 
Rob Delaney and Ellie uh, Kemper. Well, I was going to say, do you want to kind of explain what the plot is, at least yeah. the, the broad strokes? Now, let me ask you this. Are <laughs> they, they, they wind up being the, the, the robbers. Right. The traditional they, Harry and Marv. I, I believe they're top build in this. Are they? Yeah. Are they the protagonist of uh, uh, the protagonists of this film? Are we supposed to be rooting for them? Because I was rooting for them. Well, that's the weird thing. So the 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 plot of the movie is essentially uh, Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. They're a married couple. They've got a couple of kids. Um, a school teacher and a re- and a nice man who's recently unemployed. Yeah, and they just can't make ends meet. Right. He he's recently lost his job. You kind of get the impression, or not the impression. They kind of like flat out s- explain like, oh, this guy worked in tech, but he's over forty, <laughs> and <laughs> right. uh, w- the job he used to have in tech doesn't exist anymore, and nobody's gonna hire him. Um, and it's so bad that they're now cons- strongly considering selling their house, but they haven't told their kids about it. Right. But they've but they've hired Keenan Thompson to uh, to be a uh, 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 agent. Um, now, uh, uh, how do you say your name, Ashlyn B. Aislin B. I think Aisling. I don't Aisling. know. I, I believe the G is silent. Aislin B. Uh, uh, Ms. B. Uh, Irish comedian pretending to be British in this, English in this. People got mad on Twitter about that. Did they? Why? Can you? If people got mad on Twitter. Could you believe it? I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have a great English accent, I think. Cause... Who cares? It all sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're bigger than Let me amend. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? We should all look past accents and just uh, look into people's souls and see that they have a good heart. Um, do you watch that show this way up on uh, Hulu with her in it? Never heard of it. It's very good, very funny. I hear it's great, but I've just never heard of it. <laughs> um, but I mean, she's great. Um, she plays like a mom like she she's playing Catherine she plays a, she's she's good at playing a mom tom uh look she's good here's the thing mm-hmm. she plays the mom to max right the fact that they made these kids these people british is confusing to me well i think it's just that the kid the kid actually is british right yeah mm-hmm. he was in uh, jojo rabbit oh okay um so I think because the kid's British, they uh, made her British. Yeah. And then Andy Daly's there for one line as the dad. He's there for one line and then he's in the bathroom during another scene, which it seemed very obvious that they couldn't get him for that. And they were like, all right, we'll just say he's sick in the bathroom and we'll hear his voice. Um, the kid needs to go to the bathroom. Max needs to go to the bathroom. They see an open house sign. She take, takes him to the open house. They pretend like they're interested in the house so he can use the bathroom. They come across these like weird dolls that Rob Delaney has from his mom. The kid starts like razzing him for it, and then yeah. at that point, I was like, "Is this kid? Are we supposed to be oh, with this kid? I, I mean, think this yeah. kid's like kind of an asshole." And in, I thought this kid was so charming in, in uh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's literally my first note for this: is this kid is a dick? Um, because yeah, he just and I was wondering, I was trying to figure out like, oh, they're kind of doing like Kevin's a dick. But you're seeing Kevin get constantly shit on too. Exactly. And yeah. this kid, you're Kevin's not a seeing... dick in response to like everybody putting him down, and like you see him getting beaten down, and like he's being a dick to try to fight back a little bit. Right. And this, it's just the kids being a dick. I think because they're like, oh, it'd be funny to see like a little kid be a dick to Rob Delaney. Yeah, and it uh, kind of is. Yeah, Rob, I mean, De- it, Rob it Delaney is plays funny. off of really well. Um, but there's you know this box of dolls. And then later, Rob Delaney finds out that one of the dolls in particular is worth $200,000. And he's like, oh, great. This can be how I get, you know, how we can get out of this financial hole and not have to sell the house. He goes back to it. It's missing. He assumes the kids stole it. 
and they have to get it back uh, from the house, you know, and at first he goes over there to to try and get it while while the family's leaving for their vacation, a la the McAllisters, and it's mayhem. They think he's the driver. Nobody's listening to him. Uh, uh, Aislinn B's already gone, so he, he can't talk to her, who he's already met. Max is uh, uh, suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning in a car in the garage. <laughs> yeah, watching the Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, on a, on a, in, a, in a nice BMW entertainment system. Yeah. Um, and, you know, similarly, like uh, uh, Chris Parnell's there for literally like one shot as an uncle. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same deal where it's a bunch of uncles and cousins and it's mayhem and there are multiple cars to explain how uh, Max gets left home alone. But then, uh, but you're right, for the entire movie, you're just thinking, oh, you know, Rob Delaney, this poor guy, <laughs> he's just desperately trying to not lose his house and get and this, this kid came into his house and was a dick and to stole, him and, he thinks, and, and then stole, stole his thing. property. Now, yeah. I realized pretty early on that you don't you didn't see it get stolen and then you don't see the doll. So I was yeah. like, ah, uh, he doesn't actually have it. Yeah, because at first. And maybe that's why these guys weren't promoting it. Maybe that was their whole script that they're like, nope, we're flipping it. The robbers are the good guys. The kid's just an unrepentant dick. He's the antagonist. Yeah. And like he did steal it and he's a rich kid and, you know, he lives in a really nice house uh, and, and, you know, watches cartoons in a BMW and, and he's, uh, you know, just takes what he wants and Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper, they've got to, you know, they've got to get it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, look, mm-hmm. everybody in it is like Pete Holmes, uh, is funny as he's like the jerk uncle in this. Yeah. You know who's the best in this? Timothy Simons. Oh, as, I was uh, going to say Delaney's he's brother. so good. A, yeah. you believe him as Rob Delaney's brother because when you see him together, you're like, oh yeah, they do kind of. They're both like big, tall doofs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, Timothy Simons is just a very, uh, you know, it's just somebody who has the art of playing a dick down to a science. Yeah. Um, who's just who like brags about his wonderful life and is like who plays his wife? His wife is just like uh, uh, Allie Mackey. Allie Mackey. She's yeah. hilarious too. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. She's like very funny. It's just like a I don't know. <laughs> just like it, a like uh, completely just like unaware person who's <laughs> just like I I don't. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the word would be, but uh, yeah, she's like singing a song for a long time and like just, yeah, not aware that nobody's enjoying this. <laughs> um, really Kenan Thompson's that. very funny in it too. Yeah, he's the realtor and I think he has more screen time than the little boy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. the, fa- the family's realtor. Has a- yeah, he's great. Um, so it's very funny. And like, that's the thing. I don't want to knock it because it's like, Oh well, it's not like the Home Alone that I like because it's like right. I think it's a different weird movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is like this makes me appreciate how much the original Home Alone did in the same like ninety minute running time. Yeah, like they kept so many balls in the air. Like they fleshed out so many stories. Right? It yeah. was like Kevin getting shit on and like mm-hmm. him like. There was some sort of like perceived, at least from Kevin's point of view, like mystical thing. Like he wished his family away. He didn't just know that like he didn't wake up and go, oh, they left for Paris without me. He was like, yeah, I made my family disappear. But like that whole thing. And then later I did it again. Yeah. But that that he knew (laughs) home alone Two, kevin is a much different kevin than home alone one kevin yeah but go listen to the episode i'm not gonna sit here and repeat myself but all right but then you have the whole old man subplot right like it's like he's afraid of him and then he's also got the furnace thing going then there's the fun and games part where he's just going nuts in his house doing the most fun things right um the angels with filthy souls and Mm -hmm. uh the the pizza the wish fulfillment right 
That that and was another you, thing that I did like in this that they they have an angels with filthy souls yeah. thing where it's like a reboot of it that's like in space, uh, yeah. and that I kind of, that was I was like all right that's a nice nod to that yeah all right and but somebody you, says like don't you hate reboots like yeah um and going back to the old man thing he has his mm-hmm. own emotional arc with his oh, granddaughter yeah, with his and his son. son yeah and then Catherine O'Hara. She has a whole journey where, like, this. We're. I was talking to our mutual friend Jason about mm-hmm. this time. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in six oh, weeks. But like, J- Jason but, uh, Flowers. Yeah. 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 Great very and a, a, a huge Home Alone head as well. Yeah, and his whole thing was just kind of like, uh, yeah. I mean, the Catherine O'Hara uh, plot, plot in the original. Mm-hmm is so great it's so fleshed out and like there are so many different beats and they're funny and it's harrowing and the yeah John it's Candy funny guns. and i think also like a lot of people uh, like parents well you can tell me not your parent like identify with it of the like yeah i would do anything in, in that situation you know that that uh like monologue she has at the desk where uh uh um uh john candy hears her Right. You know, where it's like, no, she'll do anything to get home because her kid's home alone. Which, uh, it, gr- it grounds it, you know, it may, and, exactly. it, and it gives it stakes. And she's like, all right, compare that with the mom's uh, arc in this one where yeah. she find we see that she finds out she's like, it's not my fault. And she's mad at her brother. Right. Yeah. And, and then she's like, all right, I got to go. And then she gets on. First, she's. She's not pleading with anybody. She's just a dick to the air, the person at the at the uh, yeah at the airport counter, right? And then she's on a flight, and then like that's it, and then she gets home. <laughs> and and like, like the guy next to her on the flight is like inconsiderate and yeah is watching and, her screen and then falls asleep <laughs> on her. I mean, I thought that, <laughs> that it was scene funny, was very funny. Where he's yeah. just like, I'm looking at your screen again, aren't I? Like I thought that was hilarious, but like. Again, but like, it's not right. a harrowing journey for her, right? And then it's the house of horrors. <laughs> she basically right, gets on a direct flight home, <laughs> right? And then in the original, it's also the house of horrors, and then they tie everything together at the end, yeah. Right? And so, like, mm-hmm. there's all this stuff going on, and like in this, like, they spend so much time on making you feel sympathetic for Rob Delaney yeah. and Ellie Kemper. Well, I, before you but, get like, to that, let me also point out that. In the movie, in the first one, you also had Catherine O'Hara is like, the last time I saw my son, I was telling him, I was screaming at him. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, that that's how he thinks about me right now. Uh, so she had this like tremendous guilt to get back. And yeah. Uh, yeah, with the mom in this one, it's like. They show her on the plane, and then they don't show her for like an hour, and then she walks in the front door. Yeah, look, they it's... they just were like, "We're gonna get an Irish actor actress with blue eyes," and done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's fine, and like, I just feel like is that just the difference between like this movie seems like it was like noted to death and like mm-hmm. yeah edited and rewritten so many times i think the original home alone like was at a point when john hughes if he turned oh, into yeah. script he, he was just he like final you're cut, not allowed yeah. to do anything on this and then like it was low budget enough that there were yeah, like yeah the stakes were go much and make lower. this like we don't give a shit like do whatever um, and this is like Disney being like, this is going to be our centerpiece of the holiday Disney plus right. release and, for this year. And it has to hit all the nostalgia points, but then it also yeah. has to have stuff for kids. Um, cause they're like, all right, let's get to the part where, uh, Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper are, um, breaking into the house. Yeah. There is so much fun. When they're trying to scale that wall. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And he farts on her head. Like that, that whole sequence is, yeah, his pants fall down. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, I mean, and that's the thing, too. Like, the two of them are like two of my favorite funny people. Exactly. And like, and they don't, um, 
Well, you've they, been a fan of her since she was the uh, she was crowned <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the queen of the uh, darkness or something, right? Yeah, whatever that like white supremacy <laughs> organization that she was in a a, a beauty pageant for. <laughs> that I feel like she got she got railroaded with that. Where it was like she was seventeen, she had no idea what this organization was. Yeah, no, that's. That's that's absolutely true. I and thought she dealt with that in the right way. She just like yeah. went underground for three weeks and let everybody else fight the battle. Well, then... no, she she went underground, but she also like put out a statement, which was basically yeah. just saying like I was seventeen, I had no idea what this was. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't have done it if I had known that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the two of them are are very good. They're they were uh, believable as a couple too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, but but. That was where the movie started to fall apart for me is once they get over the wall and they get inside, like, especially for Ellie Kemper, when she's like getting like her feet burned and stuff, I'm like, oh, God, no, this is a misunderstanding. Stop that, it. That's the thing. This it's like you're going to kill these people. And like this, this woman's just trying to keep her house, for God's sake. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and she's going to lose her house. <laughs> she's going to lose her house and she's being like brutalized. Because, uh, yeah, it, like it was one of the first things she, like the kid throws like a match down and uh, where uh, she's yeah. standing is filled with uh, gas. And so like her feet and then, you know, like her shoes come off and you can see her feet are like blackened from it. Uh, you know they're like burnt to a crisp and all i was thinking is like oh i know i don't i want to see harry and marv get their comeuppance i want to see this poor mom get her comeuppance in the original and you can't do this now but like the bad guys say that first of all they're they're unequivocally villains right and they say many times we're going to kill this kid. We're going to catch this kid and we're going to murder him yeah as as they're getting hurt they're more and more adamant that they're going to like rip this kid to shreds. So as the acts against them become increasingly violent, it's fine because you're like, no, these guys are actually dangerous. Now they're not just going to steal stuff. They're going to hurt this nine year old. So like, yeah, I want to see this kid is fighting for his life. Literally. And mm-hmm. this kid isn't fighting for his life. He's like, all they want is to like get a doll. They thought he. Yeah. Although stole. I, I do think they did a good job with the miscommunication of, uh, like, uh, them just referring to the doll as like, we gotta get 200. We're going to get $200,000 for this ugly boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the and... kid being kind of genuinely like, I'm not ugly. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that. And, uh, him tying it back to Rob Delaney's like very funny like dad yeah. joke in the beginning like two hundred dollars I didn't even get that for when I saw my kid or whatever yeah so so the the kid Max thinks somehow these two people are gonna sell him to an old lady oh yeah because he says something about like you know we're gonna sell this two hundred thousand dollar ugly boy to some weird old lady <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a sequence where he's imagining just like being like a kept boy by like a bunch of old ladies <laughs> like all that stuff was great like and yeah. uh, and did a good job of like uh uh selling the the miscommunication yeah um but some still of the tra- having everything hinge on a miscommunication is dicey yeah some of the traps weren't all that imaginative like the mentos in the soda but like yeah that just felt mm, like yeah you know some executive was like my kid loves these videos on tiktok um and the vr thing come on (laughs) yeah at one point (laughs) rob delaney gets knocked out and the kid puts a vr headset on him and again, that just struck me as like, you know, it ends with Rob Delaney thinking he's jumping over a chasm and jumps into a uh, bookshelf. Uh, Which that was very fun. Like watching him jump into the bookshelf was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And like he's actually I thought he was very funny. Like when he first wakes up and he's like, well, how would I get here? <laughs> like just being genuinely very yeah. confused. But uh but again, that just felt like, oh, uh, there's, you know, whole Reddit subreddits and YouTube channels and TikToks devoted to VR fails 
where people yeah. do that kind of thing. And again, it well, just felt like, oh, they want to, somebody was like, we should have a VR fail in this. I mean, the, most movies should have a VR fail, if we're being <laughs> honest. But I just um, feel like in a Home Alone movie, it's like, you don't need VR fails. You can you can literally tar and feather somebody <laughs> if you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't remember. Like, I think they like went back and forth between like those like, benign or outlandish uh traps and then like more home alone 2 style where it was just like you're oh, lighting this woman somebody. on fire yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that would take somebody's head clean off their shoulders if you did that <laughs> I, mean, I watched home alone 2 the other night kevin just <laughs> she's like eight stories up throws a brick (laughs) it's a man in the head it's point blank yeah oh god a brick (laughs) numerous times um i did do you think they intentionally at some point i could see rob delaney doing this that he was like i eventually want to look like mo from the three stooges oh i didn't I didn't pick up on that, but... Uh, like, his hair goes down, and he just mm. looks like... I, you know, it might have just been a happy accident, but he looks a lot like Mo from the Three Stooges when it mm. happens. Okay. Hey, yeah. we're, hey we're, we're always supportive of any kind of stooge situations <laughs> yeah. here. If you want to work the stooges in, I also, uh, during the, uh, the uh, like, uh, you know, the kid going crazy in the house by himself, which, again, it, that part felt very derivative of the original. And it was also like a real quick montage. I was going to say like, it was it very short, fun. like 30 yeah. seconds. Um, and that was one of those. But th- I could also feel myself like oh i'm old now because during multiple parts of that i was thinking oh you shouldn't show kids that they'll do that (laughs) they'll copy that can you imagine how i feel tom (laughs) specifically when he's riding uh like a scooter like a razor scooter on a treadmill Mm. i was like oh kids will do that and then when he uh surfs an ironing board an upside down ironing board down the stairs yeah it's like kids are gonna copy that I mean, I did here's like, the thing. Nobody wants to be like, no kid is going to be like, oh, I want to be like Max Mercer from Home Alone, <laughs> Home Sweet Home Alone. Um, I also, I think this is the only other, uh, no, I have two other things in my notes, but uh, I also liked when uh, in the beginning of the movie, towards the beginning of the movie, when Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper are playing the bells at like a uh, <laughs> yeah, an uh, old, an old folks home that they just cut to an old man who goes, sounds like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> who was the uh I forget who was the Oh, it was uh Jim Rash. Yeah, and he says something like this is a decision I made for my life or something. Yeah, he's like, like this is a life decision I made. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh yeah, I mean and that you know, he's another very funny person that pops up for one scene and is good in it. Yeah. Uh the other note that I have uh, I don't know if I should bring this up now or, or, or are we done with the movie? Do we want to continue? Do we have more things to say about the movie? Um, this I is think, related to the movie, but okay. I, th- I think, I think we're good. I, oh, hold on. I just like the, just to bring it home. Mm-hmm. I like the subversion of the end. Like I like that it is its own movie mm-hmm. and they, they do clear up the misunderstanding in the midst of all of this. And like, <laughs> Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper are like, oh, holy shit, you're homo. Oh, oh my God. Like, and they become very parental towards the kids. Yeah, they take them like, home with them, like, oh, God, yeah, we'll keep an eye on you. But before that, they're like, oh, fuck, you destroyed your house. Like, what are we going to do about this? Like, we'll take you home. And then the chandelier falls, and they're like, yeah. ah, crap. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I like all that. Um, but and yeah, then- and then. They everybody. jump ahead a year and show everybody having Thanksgiving together or Christmas mm-hmm. together. Christmas, yeah. Which was fine, which Lovely. was yeah. nice. Andy Daly got to like pantomime in the background, like, oh, I'm a dad. <laughs> it's like you have the, one of the funniest guys in the world in this movie. And just... Yeah, the whole movie made me wonder. I don't know if it was just, you know, they got funny people to make this and they had Disney money. Yeah. And people were just like, hey, we're going to hire like our funny friends to be in this. 
Or if like somebody like Andy Daly had more and it was just cut for, you know. I'm sure there's so much cut with all these funny people. Like you don't have like Chris Parnell yeah. and Andy Daly and like all these people who like yeah, have literally get... like one line and yeah. not have them like do the Judd Apatow thing where it's just like, just riff for a minute. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm forgetting about Chris Parnell too, because like Chris Parnell, I feel like he's he's also a guy that like doesn't need to really do much for money nowadays, right? Uh, you know, and, and he's on Rick and Morty, where like he only has to do a voice, and he probably is making more money than he's ever done made before. Yeah. So yeah, I think somebody like him, you'd be like, no, nah, I want like something fun to do if I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to Montreal and shoot this movie they were shooting this in montreal between february and april or yeah february and april so i appreciate that too that's like oh it was genuinely freezing cold (laughs) like uh you know i think a lot of that was shot on sets but still was that uh, was that in 2020 that they filmed it was it like a covid or 2021 uh it was yeah uh no so um, it had started in March 2020, which is a bad time to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was halted. Uh, and then it says in July 2020, a bunch of people joined the cast. Uh, oh, or maybe it hadn't started in in March 2020, but it was about to, and it got pushed or whatever. Right. Um. And then it says by November 2020, filming on all the movies that had been postponed had resumed. Uh, and in some cases completed. So, yeah, it's not super clear about mm. when they finished it or um, if they. Uh, oh, no. Filming was reported to have begun in the first quarter of 2020. In November, it was confirmed that the film would be shot. Yeah. So it's it was shot important. earlier this year. Okay. It was th- it was this year, February to April. I feel like I did see something from either Rob Delaney or Ellie Kemper on social media, and they were just talking about like how it was like a very slow. Oh, that was Rob Delaney talking about how much he enjoyed working with Ellie Kemper, and he's just like, we had to like we we were just like sitting alone for hours at a time at many <laughs> yeah. points. Um. Okay. What was your other thing? Oh, that um. Uh, the how the original house from Home Alone is up on Airbnb right now. Hmm. For how one much? one night only, Tim. Oh, okay. It's a promotional thing because guess yeah. who's renting out the house, Tim? Fucking Buzz McAllister himself. Devin Rattay. <laughs> no, I also found I find it kind of fucked up with uh with Airbnb. Because it's like hosted by Buzz and then it has identity verified like and their little logo that, you know, they make you jump through a bunch of hoops on Airbnb (laughs) to verify so that you don't wind up in a murder house, which has happened. (laughs) But then they're like, oh, but this is verified. It's like put uh, hosted by Disney or something like, (laughs) but uh, it's twenty five dollars, which is a pretty good price. But uh, it is pretty neat. Actually, you know, it, you're online right now. I'll send you this link uh, because they like apparently did the home up like like it is on home yeah. al- like it is in Home Alone. Um, so it's like decorated very similarly. And, uh, you know, they have like little Easter eggs throughout the house. Uh, it looks like, you know, like a, a paint can. Uh, dangling above the stairs, and uh, Mac, you know, played a mac and cheese out in the dining room. They, it looks like they got the same uh, little jockey stand that the pizza guy keeps hitting. They put hmm. all the lights up, but then it is weird. They put a bunch of pictures up, but because it's a promotion, you know, a bunch of McAllister family pictures. But because it's a promotion for this, there's a picture of uh, Max from the new movie. It's like, well, why would the McAllisters have a photo of a random 10-year-old? And also a 10-year-old and a photo that seems to have been taken during the events of uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's some kind of uh, 
Uh, well, it says here, big brother, Buzz McAllister, who is wiser now and has his own security firm. So was it, uh, yeah, that, I this, think that was Kevin. Cause it said police. I don't Look, know. Tough to fine. tell. Tough to tell nowadays. Who knows? Who's private cops? Who's public cops? Which one Buzz McAllister is? All right, Tom, what do you, what do you give home sweet home alone? Uh, I'd give it three and a half out of five stars. I'd give it three. I, I it's think confusing. It, it's it was confusing. funny, but it's confusing. It's confusing. Uh, you, it's one of those movies where there's a misunderstanding at the core and you get frustrated with the misunderstanding. Although they do a decent job of like Rob Delaney trying to like stop the kid from hurting him to explain. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean the the motives and everything are, I guess, well founded. But yeah, it's it's tough to tell sometimes who you're supposed to. You don't like the kid for a lot of the movie. Yeah, was there any point? I I, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Was there any point where they? when they thought he was home with his grandmother or something, yeah. right? or when they knew that because he was like there. Because like the Alexa's speaking German. Yeah. Was there any point where they went and knocked on the door and tried to like engage in that way? <laughs> no, of like, course not. That's what I would do. And like, that's the thing. Like you can explain things away, but like in the original, there was like, there was some stuff that didn't make yeah. sense, but like, it's like nobody would be like, I, I mean, there is the one where he sees the kid at church and they're like, oh, we can get back home quick enough. But yeah, I mean, there is like a very big uh, suspension of uh, belief where where it's like they would just talk to an adult. They wouldn't keep trying to break into this house. Yeah. Although they are desperate, they do give kind of like a a time limit where Kenan Thompson's like... uh, like, ah, oh, they need a decision before the end of the year. Yeah, but that's that's a week. They have a yeah. week. Yeah, it's true. And also And they see know, they're like, Oh, his grandmother's there. Like instead of being like, Let's rush before they get home from church, why not go up to the grandmother <laughs> yeah, let's and go be like, try and talk hey. to her? <laughs> yeah, we we think your grandson stole something from our yeah. house. Um Yeah, and also I mean, this is not their fault, but uh uh, I feel like right now with the economy, the idea of like, you better take this offer or else it's going to walk away <laughs> yeah. is is not realistic because it's like, oh no, every house is worth twice as much as it was yeah, exactly. a year ago. Uh, yeah, I think it would be prudent for them to sell. I was hoping they... Well, they, they I mean, it did sound like they also desperately needed the money, so... I also think... Should have been more than two hundred thousand dollars. I think they should have been like rich afterwards. Anyway, um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I was wondering too. Where I was like, "Oh, is there like nice house in the suburbs of Chicago only going to sell for two hundred thousand dollars? Or maybe that would be the money they would have left over when they went and bought another house, like once they downsize. I'm not sure, but who knows? There also kind of wasn't a reason for them not to tell the kids, but. It's fine. Yeah, the Rob Delaney bit about uh, the the constant bit about him bad mouthing the cloud, and then at the <laughs> end he worked as a cloud administrator. That was great. Yeah. Um, Tom, I gotta go. Um, any final thoughts about Home Alone? I say if you have don't, it's not worth signing up for Disney Plus for. But if you have Disney Plus and you're a big Home Alone fan, I I think it's a fun watch. It's ninety it's, minutes. It's it's Christmassy. It's total fun watch. Watch it yeah. this this holiday season with people of all ages, but just hide the kid's eyes when he takes the razor scooter on the on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, or else That's... you're gonna have to deal with that. Um all right, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh thank you for having me back. Yeah, uh, anytime. Listeners, uh thank you for hey, thank you everybody, and I'll do this on the main show too, but like I got so many <laughs> lovely well wishes my wife and i uh really appreciate it um it's really nice to hear people uh say nice things and, and uh, wish us well everybody's nice nowadays yeah it's great um 
it's lovely. So thank you, you everybody for your you kind would, words and your all good All these vibes. people, you would never get into some kind of misunderstanding where you'd have to break into their home. I would never try to burn their feet with kerosene or whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you very much. We love you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.